0: Alright, we're here with our third podcast. We have a uh, returning member of a previous podcast, Kent's, in the room again. Uh, we have Regine, who's going to be on this podcast as well, and Alex Ortiz. Uh, Anthony's here too, but he's just going to be listening today. Maybe he'll add in some thoughts later on. We're not 100% sure yet. Today we're going to be talking about uh, relationships in the 21st century. And by relationships, I mean Uh, friendships, relationships with your parents, relationships as in, like, dating, you know, so we're going to cover, like, a wide variety of different types of relationships, and I I wanted to start with uh, Regine, and I want to know what you think of uh, relationships in high school.
1: Hmm. Relationships in high school. I think I don't really find them, like, like, necessary for high school, I guess. Some people, like can't stand not being with someone but like honestly like high school is a time for us to just like like find ourselves with our friends our family and like if it happens it happens I guess and there's a lot of good that can come out of it but um you just have to make sure that you're always like secure with yourself I guess when you're in a relationship especially in high school because like A lot of people don't know what they want to do or what they want to be and it's like I guess if you're like with someone during that time it just like it kind of like clouds like your like um I don't know what it's called kind of like your not like motivation but like more so like like you're just like focusing on yourself i guess it's kind of hard to like do that when yeah, you're someone your focus
0: is just now split between two people whereas yeah. before it was just focused on you or you know maybe your friends but now it's focused on you still your friends mm-hmm. um, and now this other person who is supposed to be a significant part of your life and you have to factor that in mm-hmm. to the amount of time you spend with that person the amount of um Just dedication you're going to put into that relationship. You Mm -hmm. kind of have to weigh that. And I know that's something I've done Mm -hmm. senior year a lot was weigh the relationships I have with people, especially when it comes to friendships and see, is this really something that's worth my time? You know, Mm -hmm. like, are they, is it mutual? Am I putting in as much work as they are into the relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, am I getting out of it as much as they are?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, do I feel like this is, they, they reciprocate? You because know, that to me is a really important thing in a friendship is being able to uh you know, reciprocate. And that's, that's not like I paid a dollar for you, you pay a dollar for me type of yeah. thing, you know what I mean? But like, you know.
1: Just knowing that they'll always like like you you'll have like a decent amount of their trust and your trust between yeah. the two. And it's yeah. It's important.
0: Alex, what do you think the uh most important thing is for a friendship to be built?
2: Honestly, like, just like, I don't know. I feel like just being, like, being it, making sure that, like, if you're gonna, like, build off, like, for a friendship, like, you have to be there for, like, when, like, people need you, you know? Like, you can't, it all can't always go, like, like, how you're saying, like, if, like, you gotta, like, reciprocate what, like, people are, like, throwing out, and, like, if you're, if you're, like, willing to, like, build, like, a, a, like, a strong friendship, like, you're going to need to be there when, like, they're in their, like, hard times and everything, and like, just, like, no matter where they are and like, what stage in their life, and like, I think just, like, in order to, like, build a, fr- a strong friendship, it's just, like, just, like, the re- literally most important part is just, like, being there half the time.
0: That's, that's a good point, and I think it's, it can be hard, you know, in high school, because it's, I, I mean... You got to think, throughout elementary school, it was, like, your parents were kind of made your friend group. Like, it was just, like, your entire class, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't have, like, a friend group. Mm -hmm. Um, Middle school, it got to be more of a friend group type thing. High school, it was all up to you, which was, like, kind of, like, the first few years where you were really on your own to find out who you would hang out with. I mean, you really got to choose, because in, like, elementary school and, you know, a little bit in middle school, like, you just didn't have the same amount of freedom. Mm -hmm. So I think now is a or throughout high school was a really important time to kind of recognize what you want in a friendship and how you're gonna you know work to achieve it because there's a lot of like fair weather friends out there who yeah. are gonna be with you through your good times and all they although they seem like a really great person and you know no I'm not saying that they're a bad person but a true friend is not gonna be that type of person that's only there for the good times and suddenly evaporates when the going gets tough. He's going to be there. He or she's going to be there. Um, throughout, I mean, all times. They're going to, they, they have your back no matter what the situation is. And I think that, like you said, Alex, was the mark of a, of a true friend.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think, like, the mark, like, with, like, a really, like, a true friend is someone that will be there for, like, you and, like, your bad times even when they're going through themselves. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, like, just shows, like, how much they like actually like care for like a person and like yeah. whether or not they'd be there in the long run
0: it shows another level of commitment you yep.
2: know what I mean
1: yeah I feel like in high school like with friendships like that it's important like like you said like we find our own friends in high school and stuff and like you find like what your role is going to be in a friendship and stuff and how you're going to be between the two of you or like the however many of you you know like it's like Are you going to, like, be able to establish, like, a good, like, trust system between everyone and, like, just being able to, like, be there all the time or as much as you can for someone and stuff?
0: Kent, um, I want to throw it back to you real quick. So, throughout high school, have you found it uh, easy or hard to make new friends and as to why that is?
3: I think... (laughs) even before high school started, I always found it really hard to make new friends, like, I pretty much had, before senior year, I pretty much had the same friends since, like, I don't know, like, third grade or something like that, and I've never made really any new friends besides maybe, like, a couple people along the way, and I feel like that's just a matter of me being super introverted on the surface, and it's hard to, like, it's definitely, it's definitely hard to break that barrier with me, like, I'm not going to be one to approach anybody and be, like, yo, what's up, like, you, just, like, you know, start a conversation with them or anything like that, things that, would normally ensue a friendship, right? So I feel like just me being, like I said, very closed book, not wanting to open up much has kind of limited the amount of friends I could make, but that within the past year that's changed a little bit and I've been a little bit more social with people allowing me to make more friends and stuff like that. But it's not like I, I never wanted to make new friends, like I'd, I'd, I'd always see people, like even just like stupid shit, like passing by them, during class or passing period or whatever it is, like I'd I'd see them and I'd I'd want to say what's up, but I just feel so shy and so nervous that I wouldn't say anything, and that definitely closed a lot of doors for me. So I mean, yeah, it's just been like very introverted lifestyle since the beginning.
0: Do you feel like that still impacted your current friendships, being closed-minded or not closed-minded, uh, but more of a closed book?
3: To some degree, yeah. Like, even within the friendships that I've had for a long time, I'm still not very open about myself, and there's a lot of things that I don't speak on, and just a lot about me that I don't reveal to other people, which is because I don't, I don't know, I don't really feel like the safety or the comfort that other people might get from opening up to certain people, or like expressing themselves as much, and then it goes beyond that to just like, even with the friends I have now, like I'd say I've, I have a lot more friends that I've had in the past, but even with that being said, there's like a lot of me that I just don't show to other people. Is there a specific reason for that? Or just, that's just the way you are. I feel like a lot of it's just like an, an internal thought that people can't relate to the same problems that I'm going through. Or even if it's not a problem, like just like ideas that I have, I fear that when I say something, people will look at me differently or that, um, like I said, like people just won't understand where I'm coming from or what I'm trying to say. And that by keeping it in, it's just it's just a more safe bet, I guess you could say. That so way, it's like, more
0: out of fear of not being accepted?
3: Not necessarily not being accepted, but more so just like... I don't really see a point in sh- expressing myself to others in regards to certain things just because maybe the advice they can give is not something that I'm looking for. Or maybe even just saying it won't really do anything. I know that's not true. Like, obviously, getting your thoughts out every once in a while is a really good thing to, like, relieve stress or whatever the case may be, but just... I don't know, I find it very hard to just push things out of myself, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, like, you, can't, you can't expect everybody to be, yeah.
3: you know, just completely open and
0: transparent. Exactly, yeah. It's just, it's not going to happen, so. But at the same time, you know, as a friend, you have to respect the other person's boundaries, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they're not, although you want them to be able to feel comfortable enough to share with you if they have something going on or something like that, Right. if they aren't at that same place, I don't think it's fair of you to, you know, press that and,
3: right.
0: you know, ask them to, you know, um, open up to you in a way that they don't feel comfortable with you. And I think that's a really important thing in friendship is yeah clearly defining, or any relationship really, is clearly defining boundaries and then respecting those. Right. Because if you don't have boundaries, like, I don't know, that just leaves a lot of gray area. Right. you know with boundaries it's like it makes it more black and white where you know you know okay uh, i wouldn't bring this up in front of them or something like that you know what i mean like i wouldn't talk about this subject um whereas no boundaries you're not really sure where each person stands mm-hmm. like it's just there's just a lot left up in the air mm-hmm. and i feel like i mean for me that would stress me out in a friendship because i like knowing where i stand with people you know and for the most part it's pretty easy to tell but especially if it's like you know i i'm in a fight with somebody or something like that like i want to know what they're thinking so that we can resolve the situation as quickly as possible right and it's hard to do that you know if their boundaries haven't been defined and if they're you know kind of sitting back not saying much not really like expressing how they feel it's hard to get inside their head because nobody's psychic so they're not going to understand like oh he's feeling like this so that's how i got to respond like it's going to be ultimately left up to you to respond by you know By yourself. So, you know, I don't... I like having... I would like having the most information possible to make the best type of guess. Because, you know, maybe somebody's just having a bad day. That's why they're lashing out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. So, I feel like having that talk with somebody can really give you some, you know, inside information that you wouldn't have uh, previously been made aware of. Um, Alex, so you're currently in a relationship, right? How do you feel that's been especially considering you guys did you guys start dating at the end of summer or, or was school? we started dating in December okay so what do you feel how's that impacted your
2: high school experience having somebody that you're dating um it's just been I don't know it's it's definitely like because like it's just been like a little bit stressful especially for me since like I'm not exactly a trusting person like i have like a lot of like personal trust issues and like obviously like i don't like voicing my feelings a lot so like it's just like that always like the constant like barrier of like uh the other person not like knowing like how i'm feeling and like i mean the stress that it puts on her and then but also like me not wanting to ask when i feel like something's wrong because like i'm maybe like i'm just thinking in my head like stuff is going paranoid And, like, I'm just going paranoid and overthinking about it. I'm just, like, it's probably nothing. Like, don't be, like, crazy, you know? And then just, like, that, it just, like, it kind of, like, puts, like, a little, like, haze over, like, everything that's going on in your life. So, like, it's definitely been, like, stressful. But, like, at the same time, like, when you're just, like, out there making new memories, like, it's just, like, that's how when everything just clears up. But, like, most of the time, like, it's, like, it'll be, like, a little haze. And, like, it's obviously, like, impacted... Because, like, when you're in, like, a hazy, like, mindset, everything you do, no matter, like, who you're with, like, even if you're not with them in the moment, but, like, you're out with your friends and, like, something pops up and you're just, like, okay, well, like, I was, like, out with my friends, having a good time, but, like, this thing popped up, so all my attention needs to go here, so you miss out on, like, a lot of experiences with your, like, I wouldn't say experiences, but, like, the feelings that you would have gotten from those experiences had the, the whatever popped up didn't happen, like, you miss out a lot on that like I don't know it's kind of like what did I say it's just something that, like sometimes you'll have to give up if you like really like just like want to be with a person you know?
0: well I think in any relationship there's a lot of give and take that needs to go on um, in order for it to be a successful relationship you know you can't have some one person committing all of their self into um, a relationship and you know the other person's just sitting back letting them take the reins and do what they want to do like that's never going to be a a very successful relationship, at least not in my opinion, because, you know, one person's always going to be working twice as hard at that relationship as the other person, which probably means, I mean, in my experience, that means that 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 relationship means something more to that person who's working harder than it does to the other person. And I've been in that position multiple times because I'm a person who likes to please others. You know, I like when other people are happy. I don't like getting in arguments with people or having beef with people. Um, That's why I prefer just transparency, just because it's easier. You get everything out in the open and, you know, it doesn't lead to any underlying feelings that you're not quite sure, you know, what's going on or whatever it is. You just, everything's laid out, you know, exactly where you stand. Um, So when you, when you feel like you're the person who's putting in twice as much work and you're twice as committed to the relationship, it's not a great feeling because you feel like, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know what I mean? It's not like... I mean, especially to the person who's putting in twice as much work, it's, it's pretty obvious. And if that relationship really means that much to you, where you're willing to sacrifice that much of your time, I mean, okay, it that doesn't sound like a super healthy relationship to me, because if it was a really strong relationship, there wouldn't, wouldn't be that need for you to put in twice as much work, because the other person would be carrying their weight. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That, to me, is something that's played a big part in my relationships in high school, because I'm such a people people pleaser um you know i've tried to you know if something i'm not i tried to not force things you know what i mean like if i see somebody's not putting in as much work I'm going, as i am then i kind of you know tailor it back a little bit okay obviously this doesn't mean as much to them so why am i trying to force something to happen that they themselves you know wouldn't be willing to put in as much work so it's just kind of like a weighing of my priorities type of thing And, I mean, especially in my opinion, personal opinion, no offense to anybody here, but relationships throughout high school, maybe senior year somewhat excluded, but definitely the first three years is stupid Mm -hmm. because you still don't know who you are, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So how are you able to invite someone else into your life in such a significant way that, you know, it'll end in success? Now, I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't date ever in high school because... If you want to, okay. If you really think you have that connection with somebody, I mean, go for it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's been my experience that that's more of a hindrance just because you're so mature at this age. So how are you willing to put yourself out there and really be there for that other person in a way that they truly need you to be there for Mm -hmm. if you, like, don't fully understand yourself? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I feel like there's just, like, I don't know, like, it's, like, rare occurrences where, like, people actually, know what they want and it's just, like, it just, like, becomes to a point where it's just, like, if you don't know who you are, which there are, like, really few people who at this stage in their life, like, know what they want and, like, who they are, it's just, like, it becomes, like, a stress on both parties because you're just, like, well, like, the other person's thinking, well, like, are they, they're just, like, in the constant, like, in the back of their head, like, is this what they want? Like, are they happy? Like, are they, like what did like, I don't like, they don't know what they want. And like, am I like what they want? And then you're just like in that back of the head. And then they're constantly like, stressing over like, I mean, I don't know who I am, but like, I'm still like in this relationship. And you're like, am I stressing out the other person? Cause like, I'm just trying to find out who I am right now. Yeah. And just, like, it's just like, for me, it seems like, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but like a waste of energy to be like going through, two things at once because like, you're trying to find out who you are and then you're also trying to like stay in a relationship and stay happy so like I feel like you should take care of the one and then once you're ready for the other it's just like it'll like flow naturally
0: yeah yeah I don't know I think it's it's just all I, I don't know relationships in high school have a, it seemed to have a very low percentage of actually working out or you know having longevity and I mean that's that's definitely a significant part of it is you don't really know who you are yet so how can you open yourself up to another person in a way that fully invites them into your life? Like, I just don't think it's possible yet. Yeah. Because you haven't even come into your own yet. You know, you're still living with your parents. You're still under your parents' <laughs> rules. So how are you able to, you know... Provide yeah, that person, basically. Exactly. Yeah, your time will always be so significantly split between mm-hmm. your family life, your social life, and Your your dating life with that other person. So... I don't know. Like, I'm dating Lena now because it's... I think I've found it's a different situation just Mm -hmm. because we're both going to BU. We're both in the same program, you know, and school's not a factor anymore. And that to be... That is such a huge factor in high school. Like, getting into college is such a huge stressor that having time for that other person all of a sudden becomes so limited. You know what I mean? And, like, it's limited for both people. It's not just one person who's like, ah, shit, you know? Like, I don't have time for you. It's both people who are struggling to find time. And even though you may both really like each other, it's still it's it's not easy to divide your time so significantly cuz college is such a significant portion of your life. I mean, especially for kids in Irvine. I mean, that's the only experience I had to draw on is kids in Irvine. And from kids in Irvine, it's was a massive experience. You know what I mean like that since sophomore year. I mean, I freshman year there was like some talk of it, but sophomore year it really kicked in. Where it was like Okay, like you gotta really start studying for your classes. You have to start taking things seriously because, like, nobody's gonna hand you your diploma, you know, or your acceptance letter. Like it's gonna be you working for it in some way. So uh, that's. You have to take that into account. You know, when you're when you're when you are getting ready to put yourself out there like that, I think you really have to. I don't think enough people really look look to the future and see. Okay, these are my responsibilities. I have to take care of right. Am I going to really have, like, I really like this person, but am I going to have time, like, honestly, am I going to have time to really invest in my relationship with another person? Because a lot of the time people just rush into it and they don't realize how busy they actually are or will be. Like if you play a sport or something like that, that's going to take up a significant amount of time. and I don't think people weigh that heavily enough when making a decision as to whether or not they're going to date somebody. Yeah, Especially during the
2: school year,
1: I think um, I think it's important at that like at that age that you realize that there's always gonna be a time for something and there's gonna be a time for you when you go out and look for that person. But if you don't see it like in that moment, then like you should definitely just be focusing on yourself because like what you said, you you're like piled up with like things that you have to work on like things that you have to do for yourself and for your family and for your friends and stuff so it's, like, at that point, it's, like, people just, I guess, like, in high school, the first three years, and maybe even senior year, it's just, like, do you really, like, need to do that at that moment? Even if you feel, like, a connection, it's just, like, maybe it's not the right time, and so, like, it's important to, like, remember that there will always be a time later, and, like, I don't know. People just get really wrapped up in their feelings, I guess. And just, like, think that it's okay to do it at that moment. But, I mean, is there ever, like, you know?
0: I mean, I don't know if you'll ever 100% know that, like, okay, I'm ready for this now. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of have to try it to figure it out. Yeah. But I think, like, for the most part, the majority of people in high school are not ready.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just, like like it's hard to tell when you are ready as like a teenager because it's just like you th- you think you feel that at that moment and you immediately assume that oh then I must be ready if I feel this way but like that's not always the case i feel like and for obviously there's exceptions and stuff but like i don't know i just i don't think that um that when people feel that way and they're like i think i can do this they end up feeling a little bit differently a couple months into it. And it's
0: yeah. just, you know... Well, I mean, especially in high school, there's just so much going on. Yeah. You know, there's... It's just... There is. You know what I mean? you got so many responsibilities to juggle that throwing another person who you're supposed to spend time with, um, you know, talk to constantly, have a connection with... You know, it, it's, that's a big responsibility to just kind of chuck in the mix of things... And have to juggle all that at the
2: same time. I feel like people are, like, way too eager to take that, like, little leap of faith to where they, they think they're ready. Yeah. And then as soon as they do it, and then, like, they obviously get into, like, the rush into a relationship, they're just, like, it just ends up on people getting hurt. Yeah. like, they're both not ready. Mm-hmm. And even if one isn't ready, it has to take both for them, of them to get ready, yeah. to be ready. It so, takes like,
1: two to tangle, yeah. basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to transition over to uh, relationships with family members. Uh, Ken, last time you were on the podcast, you said that you had a uh, a strong relationship with your family. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like,
3: Why do you think it's strong? What do you think made it strong? Um, <clears throat> so family, it's limited to just my sister and my mom because my dad lives out of state and then I'm also just not very close with my extended family, like grandparents and stuff like that. But I think with my mom... Uh, us having a strong relationship definitely stems from the fact that she instills a lot of trust in me. So like, my mom is super laid back, super casual. She pretty much just lets me do whatever I want. And it's been like that for a very long time because I I think her mentality going into like parenting was that if she opens the doors up for me and lets me do what I want, it forces me to make decisions on my own. And it forced me it forces me to like develop a lot of things, a lot of character traits on my own without her being there setting guidelines for me and saying, okay, you need to be this person, you need to be that person. A lot of the things that, or a lot of the qualities that represent me as a person are derived from experience and just things that I've gone through throughout life. So I feel like her allowing me to kind of just be my own individual and form into my own person rather than uh, a product of what she wants me to be has allowed us to grow a lot co- closer because there's, just, there's a lot less conflict with me. Like I said, allowing her for me to be myself is just like a lot A lot of kids butt heads with their parents a lot, right? So their parents tell them one thing, and obviously the kid wants to do another thing, or the parents limit the, the amount of things a kid can do, they they can only go out X amount of days throughout the week, or they, they have to go and study, do this, this, and that, and I'm th- that's good to a certain extent, but it's like there's a lot of resentment within the kid's eyes towards their parents. Like, oh, the, my mom doesn't want me to do this, my dad doesn't want me to do this, or whatever. But with my mom, it's just like, since she allows me to be my own person, it's more like a, it's like a mutual respect thing, you know? Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. You kind of just have to go through it. And I feel like a lot of people can't relate to that because my mom is definitely, I'd say she's more like a, like an aunt type of figure than she is a mother figure. Like I still like have the same amount of love for her that any kid would, but just the dynamic between us, is, it's, it's kind of complicated. It's hard to explain.
0: Yeah, um the first time I I met your mom was at grad night. Yeah. And when when she when you called her on the phone, that was I, I don't know, I was so surprised that like and it's not like you talked disrespectfully to her or anything like that, but I was just like you talked to her so casually. Yeah. That it was it kind of it, it felt felt foreign to me right. because I I would never talk to my mom like that. Yeah. Or I I have never just because we don't have that type of relationship where mm-hmm. It's it sounded like more like friendly. You know what I mean. Like yeah. it was just more like friends, than it was like a power hierarchy. I don't know. That's right. how.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like my mom's not not the same. Like she she's she's a good parent, but she's not casual in the, in that way. Right. Uh, they, I definitely, I mean, all my siblings and I, definitely feel the power hierarchy within the household. Just because that's the way it's always been. You know, the parent says how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Um, And so that's, you know, meeting new people, you know, as we're getting ready for college. I think it's going to be interesting going to college and meeting all these different people with different types of parenting styles that they've experienced and seeing how you mesh. You know what I mean? Because you're going to get, I mean, people who had no parental presence to people who were... Who had overbearing parents that didn't even let them go to the house, you know what I mean so and and everything in between you're gonna get a wide variety of people. I think it's gonna be interesting to see who you really vibe with um and how people you know come into their own because I feel like the kids who were you know their parents just laid out their entire lives are gonna struggle for a little bit because they're not gonna they've never had to you know really be their own person, yeah. and I think they're gonna be forced to come into their own. And it's going to be somewhat of... Now, I could be wrong. They could, you know, see it as a refreshing new start. But a lot of kids, because they've relied so... Or they have been so consciously relying on their parents' um, say-so for 18 years, it's going to be a a little bit of a rude awakening for them Mm -hmm. when they all of a sudden have to experience what life is without, you know, the holding hands, you know, with their parents.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I think, like that's like such like a big problem with parenting like these days cuz like even like it was like prevalent. like last year like I was in psych like they like we read an article about this like as something about like that how asian parents like and I'm not trying to like call out asian or anything tiger but like moms. yeah tiger moms yeah. they'll like they'll set their their kids whole 18 life 18 years of life apart they'll get them to Harvard but they'll hold their hands the entire way mm-hmm. and they get there and they just break down and they don't know what to do without mommy telling them what to do Yeah. yeah. and they just like it's just horrible because like they've never made any experiences on their own they've never done anything for themselves and it's just like you get there whatever you're the smartest kid in your class valedictorian but like can you apply any of that to life because yeah. like they'll find soon enough that life is just going to come in their face and just knock them on their ass.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's not going to be the same type of controlled setting that, you know, your mom created for you back home. All of a sudden, you're by yourself now, and it's going to become... I don't know, it's interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see how culture shifts to accommodate for that because, I mean, currently, there there is this big issue of you know, kids not having a clue what to do when they're off by themselves because their parents have been, like, helicopter parents, you know, mm-hmm. supporting them their entire life and, you know, telling them, this is how it's going to be, this is how what we're going to do. And all of a sudden, this kid is left to his own devices and doesn't have a clue.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit dangerous, to be honest, because, like, there's a reason why there are so many kids with, like, I not I'm saying, like, it would have, like, it couldn't happen like other way, but like like anxiety issues, like you come up like used to like maybe like I don't know like I'm over like like the problem like over I don't understand but like but maybe I'm making the problem bigger than it is like to like overemphasize the, the it that is today but like I feel like back in like old like older like times like or like not even not older times but like maybe in like nineteen nineties or whatever like people didn't have like you'd you come across someone with like anxiety issue you'd be like okay that's one and like a couple like students yeah, but, like it's more now than everyone like everyone's messed up in the head and it's just like I think this is a result of like your parents like I know like they just want like best for you but it's just like a result of like them just like pushing to be what they want
0: yeah well I mean in response to that there's also I mean that's also due to like a just broader identification of like mental illnesses like anxiety people just label anxiety as like nervousness now You know what I mean? Like that's just, it's such a fast label that it's encompassed such a larger amount of people. So I don't know if that's necessarily because of parenting. I mean, I think it's a combination of things. I think that's a combination of parenting. I think it's a combination of just overuse of labeling people as having one mental illness or another. There's some combination within there. I'm not quite sure because I don't know the statistics, but just wanted to touch on that but yeah i think you're right there is definitely an issue of parenting styles you know i remember in psych mr like he talked about this there was he himself said that his, he's not gonna be that helicopter parent with his kid he wants his kids to be their own people you know what i mean and he says that we're creating robots basically who just like you don't know, know how to punch in numbers and can take a test really well but when it comes to life What? They got no interpersonal skills because their mom made all their connections for them. They don't have any, like, relationships that they've built themselves from the ground up because how would they have gotten that considering their mom controlled everything they did? And they don't have any really unique experiences because they haven't been given the opportunity to truly live life to the fullest. You know, they've just been told, all right, this is how things are going to be. And whether or not they've come to the realization that that's what they wanted to do or not, who's to say but it's still an issue I think that needs to be looked at more carefully because it's not helping just avoiding it you know just saying like ah it's just a cultural thing or whatever it is even if it is just a cultural thing that's still something that should be looked at and thought about and seen okay like Ken you're Asian but your mom doesn't seem to have taken the uh, the same
3: typical Asian parent stance she's definitely very unorthodox but I mean like I feel like a lot of kids would rather have a parent like my mom, not to like toot her horn or whatever, but there's also like negative aspects to the whole thing that a lot of people don't see. Just like from personal experience, like having so much freedom causes this overwhelming sense of individuality. And like, there's times where I feel like I could do everything on my own and I don't need anybody, whether it's my mom or my dad or like even just friends giving me advice or telling me I need to do this because I'm like, I already know I need to do that. Like I'm my own person, I can do this on my own. Why do I need you telling me to do that? But then I will ref- I will reflect on the situation and then be like, okay, well they're 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 putting in some good advice and they're they're giving me a couple words that maybe that maybe I didn't think about before. But just like in the moment, because I've always been left alone to think for myself and do things on my own, I don't want to go and turn to other people. And then it also goes to like, there's certain situations where. I'll just pretty much just overstep my boundaries, you know. Like I'll do things with my friends, or I'll I'll say stuff to my mom that I really shouldn't be saying to my mom. Because at the end of the day, no matter what the relationship is between you and your parents, like no matter how chill they are, they are your parents at the end of the day, and there should be a level of respect that's understood and established throughout throughout your life, whether you're you're five years old or fifty years old. Like they're they're your parents at the end of the day, right? And that's just something that I don't fully understand, and that's definitely a matter of my mom allowing me to be super free and my own person, you know? So there's, there's definitely a lot of bad things. Like not a lot. There's a few bad things that come out of it. But if I were to be a parent, I'd definitely be more on the end of super lenient than a tiger parent. 100%. Yeah.
1: I think like, it's good to have like a good mix between like, like parents and all that stuff. But like when you like see what parents do and stuff, you have to also remember that like their intentions are never ever supposed to be bad for you even with like tiger moms and stuff like yeah they they can be super extreme and like you you wonder like where their logic is and all that stuff but like in the end all they want is what's best for their kid but it is important to have like a good balance between like leniency and like um establishing authority between your kids and like like I know with my parents they can be really strict sometimes, but there are also times where, like, I'm, like, wait, you're actually, like, allowing me to do this and stuff, and it's just, like, it's just, like, it's a good mix because, like, I know where, like, my boundaries are as a person, and I know, like, what I can't overstep and, like, what I'm supposed to do and, like, all that stuff, but, like, they also didn't, like, necessarily set, a like, a nice, like, path for me. It's just, like, I I did a lot of like I've gone through a lot of trouble and I've like suffered the consequences but I definitely don't regret like doing those things to learn those consequences because it just like it makes sense what they're doing and stuff like when they like punish you and like you like you reflect on it and you're like yeah that was pretty stupid and like maybe I should just like listen to my parents next time and their words are always going to be like benefiting you it's never gonna just be like because they want to tell you to do something or they want you to like be a certain way like my yeah. parents didn't like tell me what to do in my life and stuff but, like what what I'm supposed to do and like college and all that stuff <laughs> but, like like I don't know like they're just um, they didn't they're not like super strict with me I guess and it just was all <laughs> with all parents it's different like every kid comes out different but not all of them are bad I guess
3: I feel like wanting the best for your kids has become an excuse amongst parents to pretty much do whatever the fuck they want though like it's it's so ingrained in everybody's mind that oh my parents are doing this and they're they're not letting me do this or they're treating me this way or they're setting my life this way because they want the best for me but like wanting the best for you is different than doing what's right you know and limiting your kids experiences in life and Telling them that they need to live this life or they need to do things this exact way just because you want it that way or because you think it's best for them That doesn't make it morally correct or that doesn't make it okay to do that Just because you say your intentions are in one place that shouldn't become You know that that, that, that doesn't that doesn't warrant all actions upon your kids, you know Like there's there's certain things that a parent just flat out should not do for whatever fucking reason It, it doesn't matter what you want for your kids or what you see for their future They're they're like parents need to understand that there's there's just certain things that you can't control with a kid And there's certain times where you just need to pretty much shut the fuck up and just let the kid be a kid (laughs) Like it's no disrespect to parents. I understand like I'm young and I still don't know what's going on I don't I don't understand that dynamic of you know Like you you have this assumption of power and then all of a sudden like you kind of don't know what to do with it Like I understand that I've never been in that position, so I can't really speak on it too much but just from like seeing how certain parents treat their kids, there definitely needs to be an understanding on their end that you have to just let a kid be a fucking kid, you know? They're gonna make stupid mistakes. They're they're gonna go out and do dumb shit. And whether you're there or not to tell them, hey, don't do that, they're gonna fucking do it at some point. So why limit everything they can do in life? Or like, why limit all their fucking time and shit like that? As opposed to just being like, okay, you know what? Here's some free time. Here's some time for you to fuck up. Just learn from your mistakes, and then you'll come out a better person in, at the end of the day, you know? But that's just my opinion. I, I feel,
2: yeah, I feel like limiting, like, your... <laughs> I feel like li- <laughs> limiting your, your kids, like, options in life, like, I feel like by telling them not to do something, they're just gonna, like, want to do it more. So, like, yeah. even then, like, by not letting them figure out if they really want to do it on their own, like that's just like the kind of like the push like you tell them one thing but they're gonna push the other way and but like if you let them make the choices on their own maybe they won't go the extreme and maybe they won't do the mistake whatever mistake they're gonna make because like they'll be like they'll have that moral like they you start questioning like what, what what do my parents know like and like if they if you keep pushing and keep pushing they're gonna end up doing it just because they might resent you for it and they're just like they're keeping me from this experience so like you know
3: what i'm just gonna do it That's what I was trying to say, like, without the cuss words, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I think it's definitely hard to maintain... or to. I don't think any kid has always been on good terms with their parents. And if they have, it's because they just don't go out of the house much. I mean, I don't know. That's been my experience so far, is... You're always going to have some arguments with your parents. But I think being able to get back to... um, you know, a respectful, solid relationship with your parents is important. And going away to college, that's one of the things I'm hoping for most is... You know, going going away and coming back and feeling so much more connected to the family than I do... Than I have in the past. You know, in the past... I don't know what it is, but our family has a very, like... Every person's out for themselves type of vibe, especially among us kids. Like me and my brother when I when we were a lot younger we fought constantly like it was always a battle my sister also like she just fights we all like we all used to fight a lot right and it's mellowed out a lot now but that's that's I mean partially because we're just not have the time like my brother's playing water polo you know I had like school and tennis Sasha's doing horseback riding so we're all like much farther apart we just don't have that same you know close connection as we have had in the past so it's it's a little easier now, but it's still hard to be able to maintain on good terms with your family members because you see them every day. You know, like that. With your friends, you have to think, like, you see them when you want to see them. You know what I mean? Like, it's in your control, for the most part, how much you can see them. But with your family members, like, you you don't, you can't choose them. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're stuck with them. Whether, whether for, I mean, for good or for bad. Maybe, maybe that's a good thing for you. Maybe you really like your family members. I mean, I do. You know what I mean? Although, you know, sometimes we get into stupid arguments. We st- I still love them. But I think it, that's, it's definitely... There's such... I don't know. Going away to college, I think, is going to be such an interesting time to see what it feels like when I come back and reconnect with them. Because that's what I've heard from, um, you know, friends in our grade that have older siblings that have come back from college. Like, remember Matthew Chung? The other night he was saying that when he and his sister had never really been close, but when she came back from college, they were, like, best friends. That's, the, that's something I'm looking forward to, I mean, coming back from college and reconnecting with my family in a way that I wasn't able to do before just because I wasn't, you know, an adult yet. You know what I mean? Now, now it's, I'm, I'm kind of coming into a stage in my life where I'm able to, you know, relate to them and have conversations, especially with my parents, on more of their level. You know what I mean? It's not them talking down to me so much anymore. It's them talking, you know, at me or with me. And that's something I'm super excited for. Just to have that more level playing field of a relationship. Because, I mean, although it makes sense, I've always felt the power hierarchy pretty significantly. And that's just... It's always been present in our house. Because, I mean, at the end of every argument, my mom's trump card is... I'm the parent. I make the rules. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, like... Okay. (laughs) I, 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 I don't... Like, there's not a good response to that. So being able to come back and <clears throat> have a you know one on one conversation that is is more mutualistic instead of you know one person talking down to somebody. It's two people talking with each other. Which I think is a really important distinction to make. And I think every parent has to recognize what at what time in a kid's life that point is. Cause I think if you like if you if when I come back from college and if my parents are still talking to me like they did when I was fifteen, sixteen like, I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? Like, why would I do that? That's, that's The relationship is supposed to grow. Well, that's with any relationship, but especially with parents. Like, it's, it's got to grow and change over time as, you know, you gather more life experience and more perspective and can relate to your parents in ways that you weren't able to before. You know, you get married, you have kids. You know, all of a sudden you, you start to understand a lot more of what your parents were talking about. So I think that's... That's going to be, I know, a super important experience in my life. You know, coming back from college when I'm 21 and sharing a beer with my dad. Like, that's going to be, I'm really looking forward to that experience.
1: Yeah, I think parents should focus on that. Like, the return, basically. Like, if the child is, like, leaving for college or, like, going to, like, a job or something. Like, being able to, like, know that your child is, like, they'll leave for a while. But, like, they want to come back to you and establish, like, a, a, like, a, kind of like more of a friendship between the parents Mm -hmm. is what's super important because like you're gonna grow up and you're yeah they're still gonna tell you what to do every so often but like you want to just make sure that like you establish that friendship with them so you grow you too grow because I mean who stops growing like mentality wise with parents they should like they should realize (laughs) that when their kid comes back from wherever they're going that they're, like, really good friends
0: with each other. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely... I think that's definitely an important change in a relationship. I think also, though, in the 21st century, there's so many <laughs> more distractions or things that could just create problems with you and your parents. Because they're... I mean, they have the potential to seek so much more of your life. Like, in previous years, if you were going to do something stupid... Like, nobody else but the people you did it with would know or the people you told would know. You know what I mean? Like, now you have social media. If you did something stupid and somebody posts about it, everybody that follows that person is going to be able to see, you know, the stupid stuff you've done. (coughs) I also think that social media, like, it just... That It's something that creates such issues between kids and parents because parents, they didn't grow up with it, so they don't understand how ingrained it is in society. Like, especially my grandparents. Like, when I'm on my phone... Like, my grandparents don't get it. They're like, would you get off your phone? Like, I don't, like, why, 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 what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, I'm just talking to people. Or, like, I'm on Instagram or something like that. They're like, why, though? And I'm like, you just don't get it. Like, I I can't explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because
1: they grew up in, obviously, a different time. Yeah. Like, for them, like, social interaction was, like, basically the only thing that they had were, like, face-to-face conversations was what made up their most literally their all of their experiences.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think that it's just, it's because it's still relatively new, and like my parents, like I was the first one where they had to like navigate like how do we regulate this shit.
1: Yeah,
2: I remember that your parents didn't let you have Instagram for a while. I remember yeah. Yeah. No
0: social media. I wasn't allowed to have until I think sophomore year. Sophomore year was the first year I got social media. And
1: how did that feel? Was it like? I mean,
0: it felt really great because I was like, I oh, you know, I felt like I just found the holy grail. I was like, no, you know,
1: like prior to that, do you feel like that actually like <laughs> m- made like a difference in your character, or like?
0: Um, I don't know if it made a difference in my character so much because I feel like, to be honest, social media hasn't really changed my character at its core much. It's just, I don't know, affected how I connect with people. But that's, like, to be honest, that's about it. Like, I I don't I don't think social media has necessarily affected my character enough Where me not having it those first year of high school. And, I mean, to be honest, I'm not even that disappointed I missed out on it in elementary school because it wasn't that big of a deal yet in elementary school. It was just kind of, like... Elementary school
2: was all, like, the old school media. But, elementary. Not elementary school,
0: sorry, middle school. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I, like, it just, like, people were just starting to get social media and just starting to get into it, so it still hadn't become, like... For like our, my friend group at least, and the people I hung out with, like it wasn't a big enough deal yet. Because your parents still ran your life, so it's not like you had much connection with these people. You know, people just starting to get for their first phone. I mean, I got my first phone in 8th grade. One of those Nokia flip phones. Which indestructible. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, once I came into high school, it's, it, it's become so, like almost essential to get social media. And I, when, when parents hear that, they're like, like, please you know what get I mean like we survived without it and it's not like I needed to survive but you needed to be socially connected because I mean otherwise let's be honest without social media
2: like you get kind of outcasted like, right you get kind of like pushed aside it's not that they, like maybe like they do want
3: you there but like I don't, how do I hit him up you exactly. know yeah. do I throw a rock at him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: start like, chucking rocks at the windows yeah hey Seth come out
0: <laughs> yeah actually that's I I feel like that's something that parents are kind of scared of, and I I don't know if this is actually true. I'm just seeing how it's impacted society and kind of reflecting that upon what a parent might think.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think that you know they they've got to be somewhat scared because they don't know how to nobody really knows how to regulate social media use yet. Yeah. it's it's still relatively new, so, you know, and it, because it's so new, I think parents kind of find it scary. You know, you of all of a sudden opened up your life to however many people you follow. You know what I mean? And although, maybe it's not your actual self that you're opening up, it's still, you know, people are able to contact you now. Right. You know, you're able to contact whoever you want. It's, I don't know, it just, all of a sudden, it's this instant freedom that you're granted. Like, getting the keys to a car. Right. Yeah. Like, that's an instant freedom. You're all of a sudden granted. And I mean, I, I know, I felt it. When I got my car, I was like, woo! You know what I mean? Like, this is... It, it's Ooh. definitely a new experience. That's, that's that's the only thing I said. I was just like, woo, and then I was over it. Yeah. That was it. Um, same with getting social media, though. I remember, like, sophomore year, it was... I was excited, you know? I was like, oh, my God, finally, you know? And... It's... I don't know. I mean, I know my parents have definitely struggled with it. I know my my sister got it a lot sooner than, than I did, just because you know, I don't know, I as as the oldest child, I was, and i am always kind of been the guinea pig as to, you know, how my parents are going to regulate certain things. So, when it comes to social media, of course, I was, fell into the same guinea pig shoes. Mm. And I wouldn't say it was a really rough transition because it just kind of was. Like, social media wasn't as big of a craze as it is now. So, for my sister, though, I mean, she got it, was she, she she's in eighth grade, so she got it when I got my first phone. Um, so there's already kind of that, like, difference in age, you know what I mean? Like, my parents have laxed their rules so much since, you know, my sister's, you know, kind of come into that age, which I find it, I find it kind of interesting, the relationship I'm going to have with my parents versus the relationship my younger sister's going to have with my parents, and even my younger brother, like, that's it's kind of weird to think that they're going to have a completely different relationship with the same exact people than you are.
3: I like through that too. Like, like with my, with my mom, a lot of the things that I do now, my sister will be like, like she'll see me do it and she'll be like, to my mom, like what, you didn't let me do that. And it's just like, I I feel like with parents it's a lot of trial and error. So they'll they yeah. like, like in your case they'll try things on one kid and they'll be like okay that that didn't really work or this went, <laughs> this went that way but I wanted it to go this way, right? And so they'll they'll they'll, they'll treat the other kids differently. Well yeah, That's I mean
0: parenting isn't that. an exact science. Yeah, I exactly. think we forget that a lot. Is that they they I don't think they 100% know like if it's going to be successful or not. Like they're just Throwing stuff at a wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah. I think that's, at least at the start, that's the way it is. Yeah, cause
2: nice. think about it. Like, especially if we're a firstborn, I yeah. don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They know it too. They'll admit it. They'll be like, yeah, yeah I didn't know what I was doing while I was raising, you, but I was kind of hoping you write it turned out right. Like, if you do, like, hey, that's yeah.
0: funny Yeah. I mean, like when my sister was young, like, or my sister was young, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think my first sleepover I had was in middle school. And like, I think the end of seventh grade or something like that. And, like, in elementary school, my sister was already having sleepovers. My my mom wouldn't let me before middle school. I don't know why. I don't know what those elementary schoolers be getting into at these sleepovers.
1: But... It gets
3: rowdy.
0: Yeah, it gets a little (laughs) rowdy. pillow fights? Dude. They don't make them like that anymore. I know. (laughs) But I think it's... It's just interesting to see how my relationship differs so much from my younger sister... And my younger brother. But, I mean, my younger brother and I don't have that much of a different relationship with my parents just because we're so close in age. But my sister is so significantly, like, younger Mm -hmm. that it just opens the door to so much more possibility in terms of the differences between the two of our relationships with our parents. I don't know. I just thought, like, I I was thinking about this last night. It's kind of trippy to think that, like, somebody who lives in the same house as you is going to have, like, a completely different relationship Mm. with you're the same people as you you know what I mean yeah but that's just weird to think that two people could come out so differently from the same
3: people I feel like on the parents end though like the reason it goes that way is because once you have this kid that's older obviously you're going to give them more freedom and then you have a younger kid that's say like five years younger it's hard to mitigate their life to be the same as it was for the other child back when they were that same age yeah of course So it just automatically becomes like okay I have this one kid the older kid that I'm treating this way so, it only makes sense to just like, it's just easier, you know, to treat, yeah, to the treat it the same way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, though, I see so much more freedom in what my sister does now right, than yeah. what I was doing at that age. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, they're giving me so much freedom, how would it be fair for them to not give that same amount of freedom yeah. to her? But at the same time, like that kind of makes me a little salty because I was
2: like, damn, I, I went through that, though. Yeah, like My, my yeah. parents, like, they've, like, because, like, I have, like, you're a your younger brother, and, like, we're seven years apart. Yeah. And, like, my parents will still like crack on, down on him like more like with like school and stuff and like they've obviously never done that to me because I've always been like I'll just take care of my school work now and then I'll go have fun later and then but like my brother's completely different but like they'll try to implement the same like parenting styles like as they did with m- me to mm-hmm. my brother and it just doesn't work because my brother's just stubborn as hell so like it's just like you try but like it doesn't work out so like you just kind of like gotta keep doing, going like easy going like right now my parents have always been like more lenient Mm -hmm. and like as I got older but now my parents are just like trying to like do what they did when with my brother Mm -hmm. it's not working so they're just like a little more lenient so like I'm just constantly thinking like yo if I talk to you back like that like when I was his age like I'd be living on the street right now.
0: yeah the charcoal is coming at you real quick
1: I think um well with my family it's very very different um my gap between like the second oldest sibling is like 13 years so with my parents for them it was kind of like a whole new like start especially like with the like age or like the era that I'm growing up in it's so like like all the technological advances are definitely like a big big difference in their parenting versus my my sister and my brother and so like for them it was just like total trial and error and it was just like Like you said, like, throwing things at a wall and hoping that it would stick with me. But, like, obviously, like, they didn't really know, like, how to, like, handle certain situations. Like, with the troubles that I'd get into, they weren't sure if they, like, would, like, give me the same consequences as my siblings. Because for them, obviously, it was more serious during their time, the things that they were doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, mine, where, like, they, like, they saw, like, obviously, like, I have not to be rude to my siblings but like a little bit more potential than they do <laughs> because wow. they're Whoa, okay geez. because came okay okay they I'm sorry I'm <laughs> sorry but like they're full grown adults and like I mean they turned out completely fine for the most part and <laughs> like
2: wow.
3: but like, yeah, they're a little but, they, <laughs>
1: but like my parents definitely want more for me than like what like than, than what they have now and stuff and like They're trying to like put me on a completely different path than they did, and it's like, it's definitely harder for them to like know like, like what's right and what's wrong between us, I guess, in establishing that relationship, because I can see like, when my sister was growing up, she had a very rebellious childhood, and so like her relationship with my mom now is definitely so much more closer than it was then. Like Uh it was like they were like butting heads all the time, it was constant bickering. And then once she, like, finally hit adulthood, they're, like, friends now. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Alright, so we've spent this podcast discussing friendships, relationships when it comes to dating, and we just finished it off with relationships when it comes to family members. Um, Just kind of, like, final thoughts from the group. Does anybody have any... So, regarding relationships,
3: uh, I wanted to say something. Like, a lot of what you guys were saying about relationships is, like... Okay, recap what you said about relationships. It's
2: a lot of trust, transparency, and honesty.
3: Yeah, and, like, a lot of it's, like, vibing with the person, right? Or, like, having this, like, true connection with them. But I feel like a lot of what high school students get twisted is that the intent for a relationship in high school is not to find this lifelong partner it's not to find someone that you mesh 100 percent with it's, a lot of it's just gaining experience and learning from things like learning how to trust somebody learning how the dynamic in a relationship like that works learning how to act learning what things you like what things you don't like a lot of it's just trial and error trial and error trial and error right and so a lot of people get caught up and they're like okay i need th- i need this to be this way i need this to be that way and then there's all these issues that arise and they're like, okay, well, things aren't working out, but I need them to work out because I really, really like this person. But I feel like at the end of the day, if there's a complication that's persisting within a relationship during high school, I think you should just cut it off like immediately. They're like, there's no point in trying to like extend the longevity or the, the life of the relationship if it's if it's not working out for like a continuous amount of time, you know? Just like put a cap to it and get on with your life. Because you're you're pretty much just supposed to have fun, right? High school's about having fun, gaining experience, doing new things. So if, you have, if you're in a relationship, just try to have fun. If it doesn't work out, then end the relationship and then get on with your life. Don't stress about it so much. Sorry, I take, take out, like, all that time.
0: Amen. All right. Well, we're out of time now. So that concludes our podcast on relationships. Thank you, Ken, Alex, and Regine for joining me.